Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. It is 5.07. I'm your host for today's show, Doug Fitzgerald, uh, filling in for the commander today. Commander's, uh, he went somewhere where it's warm. Uh, he's going to spend the week uh, doing some golf and taking some well-deserved time off. The last few weeks have been pretty intense in regards to politics and and ordinances and all kinds of things that are happening. This week is no exception. We've got a great week lined up we'll talk about in a second. But as always, I have to thank uh, our producer, Johnny Cadillac. Johnny, you are not Detainee 722 anymore. I was going to say, there's celebration that's going on, too. We don't have this mask mandate, I, it, so we can run around free-faced, although it's recommended to still wear masks some of us like to take advantage of the fact that we don't have to. And you're doing it. And, you know, Jack got into, you know, he leaves town and then what happens? You know, we don't have the mask mandate anymore. So anyway, uh, commanders, again, uh, just got a, had a great slide, uh, lineup of shows last week. And if you haven't caught them, you can check them out at KLN.com. There's a podcast section there. Uh, just check out Drive Time Lincoln and you can listen to them all. Well, speaking of our lineups for this coming week, we've got a lot of great guests coming in. Tomorrow we're going to have the governor on. Uh, he's been promoting um, his priorities and regarding uh, protecting our water resources, delivering tax relief. He also wants to talk about the Lincoln uh, Fairness Ordinance that was just passed. And speaking of that, um, I printed that off today because I wanted to make sure <laughs> that I understood what was happening. 67 pages. I went to the Lincoln uh, City of Lincoln website. I couldn't find it. Uh, I did find it on the commission site, but it was the old one. So if you do want to check it out, I highly recommend that you at least check it off. There's a lot of time, energy, and resource that went into it, so it's definitely something we've paid for that you should have in your hands you can go to nebraskafamilyalliance.org and check that out um on wednesday senator deb fisher is going to come in and she's going to talk about the russia ukraine crisis and also the implementation of the infrastructure bill so she's going to update us on all that thursday Teresa thibodeau a republican candidate for governor and then on friday uh nolan david the founder of save lincoln local uh, is going to be on talking about how he's pairing up uh, you know customers to businesses he really helped with the pandemic that facebook page has over thirteen thousand people that are helping people it's really good and then later on the second half of the show today we're excited to have brett lindstrom on he's going to talk about his candidacy for governor but before that we're kicking off president's day uh with another candidate uh for office here in lincoln chris beckenbach uh, beckenbach announced her candidacy to be clerk of lancaster county and she's joining us in the studio today so chris welcome to drive time lincoln thank you so much doug it's great to be here well it's great to have you back we you know you were on the show a few weeks ago and you, you kind of walked us through the whole idea of what does it take to run uh, a candidacy um, and you you you've run can you know candidates campaigns all across the state and so now you've thrown your hat in the ring uh, for county clerk and I just want to say congratulations um, you're a lifelong resident of Lancaster County you have a lot of experience in the business field along with health care and education and community service so why don't you tell us more about yourself your background and ultimately why you got to a point where you want to run today well thank you so much sure. Doug there there's a point in your life when you say what do i want to do for the next year right five years ten years i know you you support that sort of mm -hmm. thinking ahead about life and i realized that the um county clerk was not going to run again so dan nolte's been our county clerk since 2006 and he is elected not to run again mm -hmm. he's going to be running for a different office and, and so i took a hard look at the clerk's office the roles the responsibilities and i thought that is a great fit for my skills and experience. And so, since last time I was here, I decided to run. Yeah. 
Very good. Well, so let's talk about those skills and experiences. What have, what you know, what have you been doing your with your life leading up to this point that qualifies you for this office? Well, I spent 18 years at the university. That now not all of that was as a student. Right. <laughs> I spent 18 years between the College of Dentistry, Sheldon Art Gallery, and continuing education which are very different, and yet at each one of those, I picked up different skills and responsibilities that that um, led into this. So I've worked in healthcare, I've worked in art, and I've worked in distance learning. And in distance learning, I learned a lot about how we can convey information very effectively utilizing different strategies than we have in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a great opportunity. Then I was 10 years at Guardian Angels Home Care. Okay. And that really fed my need to serve people, to take care of elders in the community. Um, I did some radio during that time right. right here on KLIN. I spent two years in the legislature working as a legislative aide where I learned a lot about the the process of how our laws are made in the state of Nebraska. And, and that really carries over into how things get done at the county level right. as well. There's a lot of interaction across those lines. And clear back to high school, Doug, I started volunteering in the community. I taught a class for the American Red Cross as a junior in high school to younger kids on how to babysit. Um, that was a great pleasure, and that was another way that I learned to just give back and and really how to um, present myself in a professional manner, mm-hmm. even at that young age. Well, let's talk about then the office of county clerk. Um, what are the specific roles for the clerk? Like, what exactly do they do? Well, the clerk in Lancaster County, Nebraska... Uh, is different than, say, the clerk in Cherry County, Nebraska, mm-hmm. or or other offices where they may be the election commissioner and the register of deeds and a number of other things. In Lancaster County, the clerk has several main responsibilities. The first one is to serve as a um, as the Gosh, I can't think of the word, Doug. They do the agenda and the minutes for the county commissioners, okay. so they're involved in those meetings everywhere. Every week, working with the commissioners to make sure what's on the agenda is what the commissioners want to okay. deal with in that week. Um, they lead a team of people. The clerk is responsible for an office of 11 people. They do payroll for the entire county. Okay. There are 860 people who count on getting their paycheck right. from the county every two weeks. And so that's a huge part of the responsibilities of the clerk's office. And then the big one, Doug. You know how it is when people are looking at their money or what they're going to be paying in taxes? The clerk's office in Lancaster County manages the property valuation and protest process. Okay. So that's a really big part of the job. Um, the clerk isn't responsible for setting those valuations because right, right. I am not a licensed appraiser or right. anything like that. But they manage the process of getting all of those protests requests in, getting them organized and getting them out to the appraisers the the commissioner set a contract with an appraisal group that handles all of that work so commissioners from, from what i understand is i'm learning more about government how it works um the best way that um, i learned about this about the explanation of it the commissioners are kind of like what the city council does for the city of lincoln the commissioners um you know lead in the area for the uh, for the county itself and then the clerk then basically oversees anything that they need done or completed uh, as they work forward. Is that accurate? That's, Fairly accurate? that's partially true. They yes, kind of that, that is out. what the commissioners do. They function very much like the city council, but and they do set the property tax levies right. and the budget for the county. 
there is an administrator who actually works for the clerk's office, okay. and that is a separate person, okay. and that's not an elected person. That's an that's a hired position that the that the uh, commissioners hire to manage their work. What the clerk's office does is intakes uh, comments for the commissioners mm-hmm. and sets their agenda and the minutes Perfect. for Perfect. those meetings. Is this a partisan position? It is, and I'm not certain why, and I've asked many, many <laughs> people a- that. Why do you think this is partisan? Because it's really just all about service. It's right. about managing people and processes and serving the county of Lancaster County. All right. Well, it's 516. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3-KLIN. We're talking with Chris Beckenbach, who's running for Lancaster County Clerk. Uh, we talked about whether it's partisan or not. We understand it is partisan uh, for an office. What changes then as you get ready to campaign and you start looking at um, looking at what your priorities would be? Are there any changes that are currently uh, that you, you currently see that need to be done with the office itself? The office has done a great job of modernizing how they process the payroll They've modernized that process for property tax valuation protests. There are other areas that need additional additional modernization. Um, marriage license, uh, because of COVID, have been moved online. You can apply for your marriage license mm-hmm. online. But I think there's more in, in virtually every area of that office that can be looked at as um as as you go forward you know until you start working in it sometimes you don't really know right. where efficiencies can be gained but that's really my goal to make it efficient for the people who need those services and to make it cost effective and efficient for the taxpayers of of our county sure and which is extremely important absolutely uh, it's really important well when you were with us last you shared um that you know most candidates for office asking for help and support is one of the hardest things to do <laughs> uh as you start running for office um so now's your chance you know what specifically are you currently doing with you kicked off your campaign last thursday i believe i did i filed my official paperwork with the county election commissioner last thursday so it's only been a few days so you're just kicking things off starting where where do you need help at if there are people who you know want to get involved or want to see what you're doing and get more information how can people do that you know i won't have uh Yard signs, people tend to look for yard signs. I won't have those in this primary because, as far as I know, I will be the only Republican running in this primary election. So there's no, um, I won't have an opponent. I won't even appear on that primary ballot. So, um, but if you want a yard sign going forward, if you want to make a, a financial commitment, Races are are crazy expensive these right. days, Doug, and it's and I really need that financial support. Um, people can look at my website, which is ChristopherClerk.com. They can contact me by email at Chris, that's K R I S, at K R I S for Clerk.com, mm-hmm. and they can look at my Facebook page. And you're going to have all your information there as you move forward. Any events planned or any in-person meetings planned at this point? I do I have an event. Early, but, it is early. Yeah. I do have an event coming up March 19 that I'll have some more information out about very soon. Okay. Anything else? Anything else you want to share about the office and about your candidacy? I'd like to learn a little bit more about you. You, know, you grew up here in Lincoln, right? I did. I was, as I've said before, I'm a proud graduate of Lincoln Northeast High School, okay. as are yep. my children. Yep. And I am a mom and a grandma. I, I have 40 years wow. more than 40 years of work-life experience right here in Lancaster County. And I'm really proud of that. And I think those experiences um, really cannot be, you can't gain that in a classroom. Right. You can't, um, you can't just have all that experience of owning different properties and, and really uh, being a part of the business community here in Lincoln from a classroom. You know, I had, uh, I was listening, uh, uh, had a conversation with one of my neighbors, and he was talking about w- what would cause somebody to want to take a role in leadership like this. 
Like for you, why why would you want to step forward and um, you know and put this candidacy on? Why why is it important to you from a leadership standpoint? You know, I really believe that there are efficiencies to be gained, mm-hmm. and I want to search for those. And as you've mentioned, it is a partisan office, and one of the things that that people don't realize is how many elected offices in this in this county right now are held by. Uh, progressives and Mm. i want to see more conservative voices in leadership in lancaster county now should i run for you know mayor should i run for county commissioner those roles just don't suit me that's not a good fit so anyone who wants to run for office really needs to take a hard look at what are they being called to in their life and and how can they best serve and i really believe the clerk's office is where i'm best suited as you talk about getting uh, more of the conservative voice out there and in office, um, are you working together with other people? I mean, are, do you support other people? Is that you know how does that work? How is the current uh, uh, climate in regards to supporting each other from that standpoint? Well, I'm excited to say that the uh, the county party, the Republican Party, has vastly grown the number of people who are actively involved in the local county party um we we meet together once a month and the room is overflowing and we're excited about that and we have a new program called the neighborhood captain so if someone comes and knocks on your door all they want to know is what do you want to share with the county party and how would you like to get involved they're not there to to tell you how to vote they're not there to ask for a contribution. They're simply there to be your voice, um, the listeners' voices to the Republican Party in Lancaster County. And I think it's a fantastic way to get people more involved. What is their website? Um, L-C-R-P-N-E dot com. So Lancaster County Republican Party, okay. Nebraska dot com. And we can get all information from there Absolutely. in regards to... Well, that's good. Um, so you're filed. Everything's I, set up, ready to go. You've got your website ready to roll. I do. It's out there. And, uh, you know, that will be continually upgraded as we add events. And as we, I, I really have time to write uh, more about what I believe needs to be happening going forward here in Lancaster County. Right. Well, uh, website again, if people want to get involved or want to check out what your platform is. Chris for Clerk. So it's K-R-I-S for clerk.com well thank you so much it's been so fun getting to know you uh we've gotten to know each other the last couple weeks so i appreciate that yes uh you know what i want to know about you well in honor of president's day who's your favorite president well for me i would say ronald reagan i like ronald reagan close second and And, i and and yours he bubbles up there for me at, at sometimes uh it would be Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. I think his impact uh, here on our nation, we would not be the nation we are today yep. if he had not worked to preserve the unity of our nation. Yep, I, I agree. Well, thank you again, Chris. Uh, we appreciate that. Chris Beckenbach running for Lancaster County Clerk. We appreciate you coming in, and um, we wish you the best. It's always great to be here, Doug. I look forward to talking with you again as the season goes on. Absolutely. And if you're running for any candidacy or any office here in in, uh, in Lincoln, Lancaster County, you're always welcome to reach out and uh, check you know check in with uh, the commander. He's more than happy to have you on the air as well. Again, Chris Beckenbach running for Lancaster County Clerk. Thank you so much. It's 522, and it's currently 29 degrees out side and you're going to we're going to take our first break and then we're going to come back uh, with some sports updates you're listening to drive time lincoln on 1499.3 klan you're getting the 411 from dtl
with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. It is 527 and 29 degrees outside cloudy. I tell you what, my name is Doug Fitzgerald. I'm filling in for Jack Riggins uh, all this week, but it is freezing outside. I Earlier today, I got outside, was hanging out with my son. It was actually pretty nice out, but by the time I got to the studio, those winds picked up. Uh, I believe you know wind gusts are between 20 and 30 miles an hour right now. It's 29 degrees out, but it's going to be cold uh, this week, so just bundle up. Take care of yourself. I think we've got a low of around 11 tonight. Tomorrow's going to be 16 degrees for a high, then a low of negative 1. So I know our wind chills are going to be uh, pretty pretty, um, pretty tight, chilly, and cold. So be careful. And then the rest of the week, it's going to be highs of around 16, 18, 27. And by the time we get to the weekend, finally, uh, we're going to be warming up just a little bit. So make sure you take care of yourself there. Now, um, earlier on, we had Chris Beckenbach on. She's running for Lancaster County Clerk. Uh, we were talking about the Lancaster County Republican Party, and I want to uh, make sure that we get the the right website out. I think I had that wrong earlier. It's lcrpne.org. It's lcrpne.org. And we just want to make sure that we got that information out to you as well. Now, on the morning show, they've been doing much madness. We talked about it, uh, Chris Lofgren and I and uh, Johnny Cadillac. We were talking about all the great restaurants that are lined up for that. Uh, you can listen to the morning show. They're going to start taking votes for that on March 2nd. If you want more information or you want to get the 64 restaurant bracket, all you have to do is go to klan.com. Uh, you can click on the, the tab there uh, for Munch Madness and uh, see all the new restaurants that are on there. Uh, a lot of them are new uh, from last time. I've never. This is my first time, Johnny, for me uh, taking part in Munch Madness. How about you? Uh, my Since first I've been time, here, my first time as well. But anyone who interacts with me. Uh, especially around the studio and a little bit in my personal life knows how excited I am for this <laughs> tournament. I went, I told my roommate, I said, Hey, there's a bunch of restaurants in here that I've never heard of or that we've never gone to. Uh, so we're going to have to start eating out a lot because I want to be able to give a legitimate vote on these right. and. So, yeah, I'm going to have a bigger belly, but it's going to be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the one thing I know, once you look at the list of restaurants, you do get hungry. So, again, uh, Munch Madness in the morning show on LNK Today. Uh, just check that out. March 2nd, again, begins um, uh, the voting for that, and you can find that information in, all out at klion.com. Well, we're going to take a quick look at Husker Sports. Husker men's basketball team flat out had uh, just a hard uh, season so far, 7-19. They're going to take on Northwestern coming up Tuesday night, and then the Husker women's basketball uh, team, uh, the girls team, they're going to take on uh, Minnesota, or excuse me, Wisconsin uh, on Wednesday. You can hear both of those games right here on KLIN. Well, up next, we're going to check Fox News and then Carla James with KLIN News. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thanks for joining us today on your drive home. It's 537 and 29 degrees outside, pretty cloudy. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander this week. In the first half of the show, we had Chris Beckenbach on. She's a Republican candidate for Lancaster County Clerk. If you missed that interview, I highly recommend you check it out. All you have to do is go to uh, the Drive Time Lincoln podcast section on KLIN.com, and you can also download the KLIN app and check it out there as well. We've got a busy lineup for this whole week. Our next guest for the second half of the show is uh, State Senator Brett Lindstrom. He's running uh, for the governor's office uh, on the Republican side, and we have him on the phone line today. So, Brett, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. We appreciate it. I hear that you've been traveling all across the state, and you're kind of wrapping up a little tour over the weekend. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we, uh, with the recess days, uh, we're kind of getting the last stretch of the legislature, and 
towards the last stretch, we, we have recess days typically on a Friday and Monday, and so that provides the opportunity to travel the state of Nebraska. And so we started on Friday, uh, had a meet and greet in uh, North Platte, and drove down to McCook, uh, up to Gearing for a gubernatorial forum. Uh, we stayed there, and then I was in Kimball and Sydney, Ogallala, Imperial, Bankelman, um, Hastings, uh, and other places, and then uh, just wrapped up in Nebraska City and heading home. So had a lot of great stops, uh, great conversation, and then had the opportunity with my running mate, Dave Rippey, out of Hastings. Uh, we did a couple uh, meet and greets together and, and did a Facebook Live earlier today. So uh, it's been very positive, great meeting with folks, and that'll actually wrap up for me uh, going to all 93 counties in the state of Nebraska. And, and uh, we've been to about 120-plus different villages and wow. towns cities across the state so uh for me it was kind of a nice to finally get that 93 um but it, of course <laughs> we'll be continuing to work hard for the next 78 days well we'll talk about uh, your campaign and and everything that's going on there in just a little bit um you know personally i've heard from several people uh, and friends talking about just your candidacy and really being impressed with your background and campaign basically because they saw a lot of your ads um on, during super bowl weekend um now you you have nebraska roots they're deep um why don't you share with us your general background and ultimately you know how it's led you to want to run for uh, governor of nebraska yeah so um uh, fifth generation Nebraska. Uh, you know, my my Valinstrom side is from a Swedish farming community in Oakland, Nebraska, and then my uh, mom's side is from the O'Neill area. Um, I was born in Lincoln, indeed, and spent uh, my early years there. But then grew up in Omaha, uh, graduated from down there, and then came back to Lincoln as a as a walk on under the Stolich era. Um, played under Stolich the entire time that he was there, or I guess. Uh, Towards the last year, I think 03 was my senior year, lettered. And then I've been uh, in the private sector for nearly 20 years in investments and found myself involved in politics uh, about a decade ago. Uh, if you'd asked me five years ago if I thought I'd be talking to you about the governor's race, uh, I probably wouldn't <laughs> believe you, but here I am and traveling and going to 93 counties. But, uh, you know, life takes 20 turns. And uh, that those are my roots. I, I've uh, been born and raised here. My wife, uh, Lee, was born and raised here. And we, been married 14 years, and we have three young kids, uh, 10, 8, 5, Claire, Baron, and Olivia. And it's been real exciting just being able to serve the people of, of Nebraska as my role as state senator in District 18. And, uh, you know, thought, thought about running for governor here the last couple of years, had encouragement from friends and family and others. And uh, we jumped in officially July 15th, and we're off again running and been, been traveling all over the state of Nebraska, parades and and uh, it's been really great, really rewarding experience, not only serving, but uh, also the campaign. It's, it's been uh, very humbling to, to be able to have the opportunity to do this. Yeah, you have a lot of experience both in the public and private uh, sector as well. Um, what, you know, what is your underlying motivation to be in a position of leadership like this? Because obviously you're, you're a state senator. Um, once you, you know, put yourself in the public eye, there's a little bit more expectation and pressure that comes along with that. Um, but as a position of leadership itself, um, why are you running for governor? Well, ultimately, if I had to point to one specific thing, it's to be, make Nebraska competitive. Uh, you know, over the time that I've served in the legislature, I've worked on a lot of different issues, a lot of bills passed uh, around 60, maybe north of 60 bills since I've been down there. And one of the things that I took on originally when I was walking the 10,000 doors when I first ran 
was uh, talking about Social Security income and how we're not competitive there. We're one of 12 states to tax that. And fortunately, it took uh, seven times, seven times the term, and actually eight times. Like, so this year, I think I'm going to get exactly what I want, where it's going to end in 2025. But it takes persistence in getting that done. And I've sat through a lot of hours of testimony in my role as a senator, and I've served as chairman of Bank and Commerce Insurance, vice chair of Revenue Committee, and vice chair of uh, Retirement Systems. And so people come in year in, year out, and talk about why we're 48th, 49th, or 50th. Why can't we compete? And that really started to get me to think, you know, if I'm going to uh, put Nebraska on this path towards being competitive, then I need to take a hard look at running for governor. And, of course, with the encouragement and support around me, um, we made that decision, and, and now I'm off talking about those things and talking about policies that we need to do. And Social Security, as an example, is something that people said couldn't be done. Um, they've been talking about it since the 80s, and I thought, well, that's a challenge. I like to, I like to take on challenges, and, and we did it. And we passed it. It looks like we're going to be able to end that this year um, to speed up that, that time frame. Last year was 10 years. Uh, looks like the bill is going to go this year. We passed on general file 42 to 0 where we'll end it in 2025. So I like taking on those challenges when people say it can't be done. Um, we're going to do it. We're going to make sure that Nebraska becomes number one in a lot of these areas. Mm. Well, as a state senator, you just mentioned um, the work you've done there. Obviously, that uh, there's a lot of qualification that comes with that, uh, leading you to want to become governor and have the qualifications to actually lead as a governor. Uh, what, other, what other accomplishments did you achieve as state senator that you're proud of? Well, there's, there's numerous ones, and I guess I'm, I'm most proud of the fact, just personally, even though the Social Security affects 325,000 Nebraskans, I think just personally the persistence it took to get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but really working with individuals across the state to meet their needs, um, protecting nurses, uh, doing a tuition bill to uh, reduce tuition for law enforcement. But some on the economic development side, uh, having three young kids and playing youth athletic sports, we have a lot of uh, uh, tournaments and places that people go and kids and families go right. when they're going to South Dakota and Kansas and Iowa. Um, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And I thought, you know, we're losing on that front. So I brought a bill last year as my priority and passed it where local communities could use their, their sales tax dollars to invest in a, a youth athletic sports complex. And that passed. And so uh, a few months ago, Carney was the first one to really step up. They're doing a $34 million youth athletic sports complex. And $17 million of that is uh, being utilized from LB39, which I passed, that uh, directs sales tax, local sales tax dollars away from the state but goes back into the local community. And you're going to hear a lot more about that here moving forward. I know Valley and Grand Island and other places, even Lincoln, are, are, are looking at utilizing that. And to me, it's one step in that equation of making Nebraska competitive. You know, we didn't get here overnight. It's been death by a thousand cuts. It's a 1967 tax code. It's a disconnect between uh, funding education and the urban-rural divide and all those things. And so we need victory by a thousand wins. And that's ultimately why I'm in is to make sure that we correct the wrongs of the past and make sure that we're moving toward that competitive edge that Nebraska needs to be in, not only from uh, the regional level, national level, but global. And making sure that Nebraska products and goods and services that we have can be uh, uh, we're a global leader in a lot of those things, particularly with ag. And there are numerous places across the world that can utilize Nebraska products. And we don't have to be all things to all people, but we can be number one in a lot of different areas. And that's why I'm in this race to make sure that happens. 
Well, I appreciate your work in that area. I know it's a small part, um, but uh, you know, youth sports. I, our son grew up playing select baseball, and yeah. <laughs> Brett, the one thing that always drove me nuts was you know uh, the state tournaments for our select baseball teams would be held in Iowa. And I could never yeah, figure out yeah. right why we didn't have the facilities to house events like that to keep it at home to make sure that our dollars were staying here and that we were leading in that area. So I appreciate that. And if that's the focus just from that standpoint and you're carrying that over to other issues that you feel are important, I, 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 I think that's great. So good job on that. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> well, it's 546. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1400 and 99.3 KLIN. Uh, we're having a great conversation with State Senator Brett Lindstrom, who's running for uh, the governor's office. Now, um, uh, Senator Lindstrom, uh, you know, you're going to be, uh, obviously, you've been campaigning. Uh, you're going to be reaching every county in the state. And there are going to be some top priorities as a governor that you want to take on. What are those? Well, numerous things that I've not only picked up on, and I learn something new every single day as I travel. We obviously have overarching themes in the state of Nebraska, but even each community has its own unique challenges to meet, whether it's water uh, issues in Kimball and Sydney and McCook. Um, rural broadband is a huge issue that we're lacking or deficient in across the state. So when, when I talk, talk about priorities and what the next governor um, and, and myself is, is going to be focused on is is rural broadband and expansion there, uh, investment in infrastructure. We have a lot of two-lane highways running uh, in the state of Nebraska. We need to expand to four. Uh, workforce housing is an issue, child care in rural Nebraska. Uh, one of the things that we need to tackle right away in, in kind of short term is reforming the tax code and making sure we're just on a level playing field and building that foundation to build off of. Uh, we're going to have some resources. Uh, the next governor is going to have some resources to deploy when it comes to uh, uh, rural broadband and other things. So uh, strategically working with local communities, elected officials, mayors, and others to expand that, where it ties into telehealth, teleeducation, opportunities and innovation uh, for younger people and, and really that 18 to 35-year-old, uh, what I call millennials and Gen Zs, to meet the needs of the future. And we need to meet them halfway to address the concerns of what Nebraska, with our workforce, you know, with 1.7% unemployment rate, but 50,000 unfilled jobs, that's just not an equation that works out so well. So retaining and recruiting talent, and that's why I tapped, uh, as my running mate, David Rip, or Dave Rippey, who, who's out of Hastings, the former economic development director out of, uh, under the gov- of Governor Ricketts' administration. To me, the two things that stand out are, you know, experience and next-generation leadership, and I thought that having him a part as a one-two punch of executive experience, legislative experience, to really meet the needs of, of the future and deal with the workforce issue and economic development and, and growing Nebraska, really going back to that same overarching theme of making Nebraska competitive. Well, that's good. It's uh, there's a lot of lot of work that needs to get done, and being competitive as a state is extremely important. Um, you know, for all the citizens of the state, and I love how you're really focusing on too. Um, you know, our youth and those coming up. You know, up and coming. Uh, you look at your twenty and thirty year olds and uh, retaining their um, skills and expertise and drawing people more into the state. I, I think that's extremely important. So um, I, I appreciate hearing that. Now you've got a crowded field of candidates <laughs> to fight against yeah. here uh, as you're moving towards the uh you know the the race here on in may uh and uh how how are you and your campaign um working towards you know standing out above the others well i think one of the things that was most important to me when i decided to run for governor was i wanted to make sure i i was to 
to the extent humanly possible. I can be in every community and show up, you know, mm. being born and raised in Nebraska, relationships matter and face-to-face matters. And to me, that was very important before we ever get up on TV. And we covered a lot of ground since July 15th, meeting with individuals, getting feedback. Not only does it make me a better policymaker um, as a legislator, but it'll make me a better governor as well. So I've, I found that uh, very, very important. Um, again, I've been humbled to receive a lot of donations from hundreds of people, from $5 to the large amount. So we're, we're able to get our message up on TV. I think we first ran on the AFC, NFC game, um, you know, Super Bowl, and you'll see some of those. Yep. Uh, but then also just talking about the issues that matter to people. And I think being optimistic and positive, the things that we're talking about, I'm not going to be negative. I want to talk about what we can do versus what we can do, uh, can't do. And to me, that's really what Nebraskans want to see is that, um, you know, you can put people down, but that's just not what I'm about. It's about all, all of us coming together, a big tent, 1.9 million of us are all in this together to yep. accomplish a goal. And to me, that's what I'm focused on. And that is, is resonating with folks all across Nebraska. And it's just about getting that message out, talking to people. Um, and we're, we're doing that. And, and I think it's see, you're seeing that result and the things that I'm hearing behind the scenes. And uh, I get a lot of feedback from emails and calls and, it's been going really well. So over the next 78 days, we'll be continuing to travel and, and promote the message. And I, I feel really good about where we're at in this process. Well, you're working hard. You're spending a lot of time on the road, uh, obviously. And then obviously you have your responsibilities as state senator. Um, what's it like being in the public eye? Uh, is it hard on you and your family? Not, no, I wouldn't say it's very hard on us. I mean, I, there's an understanding that when you run for these roles and jobs, um, you're going to be, and, and, and that's okay. You know, this was a family decision. Um, my wife and I spoke about it, and obviously not everybody's going to like the governor and like the, the state senator, and we're, we're well aware of that. But we, we stay, you know, principled in our beliefs, and, and um, you know, I have a lot of friends and family to lean on, and, and um, it's okay. You know, part of this job, you're in the public eye, you're going to take some arrows, but I'm, I'm okay with that because ultimately uh, we're in this to make Nebraska better. And there's a price that comes with that, and my wife and I are, are, are okay with doing that. So I'm happy to do it. It's, uh, it's humbling to even have this chance to do it, and I'm excited for what the opportunity holds and what we can do as a state and what we can do for the people of Nebraska. Well, if people want to come meet you in person, uh, obviously it's really important to you um, to meet people face-to-face, belly-to-belly, to really talk about the issues. Do you have any upcoming events that they can attend? Yeah, we... So one of the first things to check would be our Facebook page and, as the kids say, Insta. Um, we have uh, that and, and votelindstrom.com is, is a place where they can check things out. Um, I'll be in session here this week, uh, but we'll be traveling the state of Nebraska here uh, this week. I think we have the statehood dinner, um, but then we'll start going out on the campaign trail. So to keep uh, tabs on any updates, uh, Facebook is probably the best place to go. But we will be in... Uh, be traveling a lot as we have been in over the last uh, 220 days last 78 days we'll be going uh, out even harder and and continue to be all the places that we haven't been yet but i think we've just about covered <laughs> um <laughs> just about everywhere so uh most i want to come back two two three times four times and and we'll continue to do that over the next 78 days so uh just information on facebook is probably the best place to go to find out where we'll be going and the website and people can reach out to me as well okay and the website again votelindstrom.com uh, is the website and feel free to, to interact with us and, uh, and if there's an opportunity to host an event, uh, meet and greet or come to one, 
uh, you just let us know, and, and um, we'll try to accommodate in any way possible. We, we always like to hear from individuals if they have ideas and other things. Um, we're all ears, so appreciate any outreach that, that anyone would like to have with us. All right, as we close out here, is there anything, you know, any final words you want to share with our audience? Well, I just want to thank you for having me today. Um, you know, I'm excited about, again, what we can do and uh, look forward to just continue to work for the people of Nebraska, not only as a state senator. We're working hard for you, um, and, and I'm really optimistic of what we can do and, and would appreciate everyone to take a look at it. Would it be humble to earn your vote and support as we move into May and then ultimately uh, November of this year? All right, Senator Lindstrom, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. I really appreciate taking time. You bet. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, uh, Senator uh, Brett Lindstrom uh, running for uh, governor on the Republican side of the ticket. Uh, it was great talking to him. If you want to hear more about that, you can check it out, uh, the podcast on KLAN.com. Well, it's 555. We're going to take our final break before we wrap things up. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, at 558, it's currently 28 degrees outside on Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the Commander all week long. Uh, quick look at Husker Sports. Uh, the men's basketball team will be taking on Northwestern tomorrow. That game starts at 7 o'clock. Pre-game will be at 6 o'clock. And then on Friday, they'll be home against Iowa with the tip-off at 8 o'clock. And also, the Husker women's basketball team. They're going to be uh, uh, taking on, uh, I think, Wisconsin on Wednesday uh, for their next game. They just had a great win against Minnesota, uh, which was really good. Their record right now is 20-7. and seven. You can hear both of those games right here on KLIN. Well, we have a great lineup of guests for the rest of the week. Uh, tomorrow, Governor Ricketts will be on, along with uh, professional wrestler Brian Blade, which will be an interesting combination, right? Well, he's not going to be on at the same time as the governor, no. but we're going to have them on separately. On Wednesday, we'll have Senator Deb Fisher coming in to talk about the rest of the Ukraine crisis. And then on Thursday, Teresa Thibodeau, she's a Republican candidate as well for governor. We're going to have her in and, and uh, just hear about her candidacy and what she's doing with her campaign. And then on Friday, we're going to wrap things up with Nolan David, the founder of Save Lincoln Local on Facebook. Well, if you want to catch the recording of today's show or past shows, all you have to do is check out the podcast section on our website at KLAN.com and also on KLAN, the app. Um, and then make sure to join Ellen Kay with Jack and Friends tomorrow morning with Munch Madness coverage, which will be great. Big thanks to our guests today, Chris Beckenbach and Brett Lindstrom. We're going to see you back here tomorrow. Sports Nightly's up next. You've been listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1400 and 99.3 KLIN.